Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's going pretty great. Uh, it's too bad that we, we, we lost our new new uh, co-host, my new co-host, and now I've got to go back to the old one. Yeah, so. yeah, he's he's too bad, too busy uh, calling calling Major Tom. Right, he's uh, raising raising NASA. families and running NASA. So fine, he doesn't have time for the show. I get it. We'll we'll do the fallback. Have his he actually uh, he actually is in the process of buying a second house, if you can believe that. Hmm. We'll have to David, we'll have to get David him on is the who show. We're talking about the yeah, my, no. my one of my brothers. Right. So. We're we're back on our we're back on our regularly scheduled recording time. How does that feel? Yeah, good, good. It's nice. It's funny. There's you know we talk about in life how things, you know, you when you work on a schedule and you get things back into a normal thing. How you know everything else revolves around your routine. That's the word. And you get a routine. Your your mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. So when that routine gets thrown off, everything just feels wrong. And I know for the last like month or two, we've been off so it's nice it is good for mondays to go tuesdays being game night just kind of having that yeah i mean it's it's summer i think that happens to most people i didn't really anticipate it happening to us because i you know i work i don't have kids or anything like that Mm -hmm. so it's the summer is not as much of a disruption for me but there's still more like you're more likely to travel do vacations family kind of stuff i you know i'm still part of a family so <laughs> there's still right. some of that right. stuff i don't i don't have the disruption of like kids in school kids out of school kind of thing but right but still it's yeah it's it's uh it's nice to get back to it the, the yeah. and hopefully we'll we'll continue to be able to go back in our regular schedule and you know also something about um the fall as it starts to happen is that tv shows come out regular regularly movies um all of our stuff that we talk about, comic books and and books and things like that, the fall is a big time for all that stuff to come out. Shopping time starts happening, and our gadgets and gadgets come out. Um, so that yeah, now we get to have everybody settles in for inside stuff pretty soon. Get gadgets like those movies from the sixties. That's <laughs> gadgets. Yeah, that's yeah. a person, right? Gadgets, gadgets. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and kick off as we generally do every week and talk about some good times. Okay, uh, let's have you go first. Okay, um, nothing nothing huge, major. Uh, still still playing WoW, ran some raid with uh, with my my new guild, and it's mm-hmm. it's okay. There were a couple. It's the first real event that I've done with the guild, and a couple of the guys in there kind of. Their personalities don't really uh, don't really appeal to me, but fortunately, they also were not super into the direction that the guild leader was taking the guild, and they left the next day. So I was like, okay, <laughs> "That works well, out. That, that problem solved. That was a freebie." As, as they it, say. You know, we uh, we had in, we had we had on this docket on our docket to talk about like the difference, like uh, the relationships between real life versus online guild stuff. We we really need to talk about that sometime, especially since you're experiencing experiencing it again. With a new yeah, I've, we might we might save that for a for a guest topic when we get right we get for, somebody for real. on with some different. Uh, but yeah, you, you're kind of experience, experiencing in, that now in the in the world of RL in real life, as <laughs> the, the gamers call it. Um, the RL. Uh, RL. I I made it over to the house a couple couple days this week. Um, cool. Almost done with it, right? Ready to move in. That's right. Probably just two more weeks, as, as they say. <laughs> just <laughs> did, trademark. Did, did you ever see uh, uh, the Money Pit? 
Yes, yes. Oh, it's two more weeks. That's, yes, that's, right. That's, that's two more that's, weeks. Who was that? Chevy Chase and uh No, it was not Chevy Chase. It was Tom Hanks. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tom um, Hanks and the girl from Cheers. Surely no, I can work. Uh Sally Sally oh. <laughs> Sally something. Right, on it. Uh, everything I Shelley every Sally Shelley. It's like every Sally I'm starting to follow it up with is not is not right. She, right Sally right. Fields, no, no. It's it's I think Shelley Shelley Long. Duvall. Shelley Duvall. No, Shelley Long. Yeah, whatever. It's it's well, the girl from Cheers. One of, <laughs> right, right. Diane. Uh, it's Diane. Diane. Right. Okay. Uh anyway, made it over to the house um Thursday and then again Saturday. Uh Thursday we went and mostly just did cleanup, did some prep, um, decided what direction we want to run the floorboards. Confirmed that the the paint that I sprayed on the walls is is good enough that I don't need to spray it again. I'm just going to have to do touch up work with brush and roller, and mm-hmm. uh, took some of the plastic off the doorways and windows. And then Saturday, I got in and uh, and put grout in the shower surround that I tiled a couple months ago. I mentioned that on the show. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's done now, so I can uh, well we can proceed with getting a toilet put in and the rest of like the sink faucet and, and shower stuff. So that's big steps there in the bathroom. And, uh, and while I was doing that, dad went around and did some electrical stuff, put in outlets and, uh, the first couple of ceiling fans. So stuff is starting to, it's starting to become a house again and not just a building filled with tools and, and, <laughs> you know, unhung drywall. And you're so you're planning to move and you're planning to move actually back over there at some point, right? Yeah, basically as soon as I can get um, you know, a working <laughs> bathroom, basically. Right. Uh the kitchen is still gutted, but you know, I can I can live without a kitchen if I have a sink and a toilet. <laughs> right. Um, true. And and, heat, and at least heat, right? And um, well, yeah, I mean the 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 heat and air conditioning has been running uh, has been working the whole time. So okay. that's not a that's not a concern, but the other things you know, necessary for, for living in a house need to be in place. But even at first, I think I'm just going to set up my office over there because the internet's a little better. Right. And then I'll be there during the day and I can, it'll be easier for me to do some smaller tasks in the evening or even at, at slow times during the day with some like trim and, and uh, Mm -hmm. others of those things that have to get done. And, um, and slowly work on it. Yeah. Go from there. Nice. That'll work out. It'll be. It'll happen. Like so, I think a big a big movement step will be you moving back over there for sure, or at least you know getting your your space set up. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been hanging out there for a long time, and um, you know, mom and dad are are starting to look at what their next steps are going to be. They've got all their kids kind of spread out across the country, and they're looking at you know maybe maybe moving, maybe buying some different properties, and so this is one of the. Yeah. This is this project is a thing on their list that uh, has got to get checked off before they can do anything major. So mm, um, it's right. becoming a, a little bit more of a priority on that front. So it's exciting. I'm I'm glad to glad to be getting some momentum. You know, yeah, you're, my, you're gonna get. That's my gonna only. You... you know, I I say over and over and over. I'm all about moderated expectations. So I'm not like <laughs> right. you know people ask like how much how long much longer is it? you know six months eight months whatever like when I started the project I had a number like that and it's yep. been you know over three and a half years now and I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not set gonna myself that. up for for frustration by doing that I'm like as long as we're 
as long as one of us, one or both of us is getting over there and and keeping stuff happening, keeping stuff moving, I'm happy with that. Right. Yeah. The, the what's going to happen is that you'll go over there. You'll for Black Friday, you'll buy some like seven point one surround sound thing for your PC, and then mm-hmm. you'll have your you'll you'll be blasting out Warcraft all night long, and with the and nobody can tell you to turn it down. It'll be great. It's true. It's true. That's, I'm. That's I'm overly conscientious in that regard. Like when I, I, I'm in, as I've said before, I'm staying at my parents' place and they have a home theater room. And yeah. even though it's like insulated and on the opposite end of the house from all the other bedrooms, I still will watch TV just barely audible with subtitles on. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm super conscientious about that kind of stuff. It's weird. Right. Well, it's your own place. You don't have to worry about that. That's true. No, true. Nobody there. Well, my, my, my good times are nothing terribly spectacular. I've got, one and a half. My half one is uh, expectations for good times. I'll say, um, I, I played, uh, bought Spider Man, the the new video game, and uh, the new Spider Man just came out. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. How, I mean, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that game. It, and uh, you will hear nothing but more good things from me. It's fantastic, amazing, <laughs> really fun. Uh, I feels like being a superhero. It's got all of the great superhero things spider-man never kills he's always happy and even in the hard times when he's clearly having a difficult life and you know getting evicted from his home and things he's still you know quips at the the bad guys and doesn't kill anybody but knocks them out and uh you know walks on onto subways and hangs out with people while on the subway while he's flipping through his cell phone it's really great really great um and it was so easy that, like, I just swung swung around um, Manhattan for, like, an hour. Just It was just so fun swinging around, and it's so easy uh, that I was playing it one day, and Sid comes in, and she's like, I don't know, she was just sitting down hanging out watching. And I stopped, I'm like, here, you just need to swing around for a while. And she picked it up and swung around, uh, was playing it. I went and took a nap, came back, like, an hour later, and she had cleared half the sub like quests that you have to do to, <laughs> to swing around the city. And then she started playing her own game. So, and she loves it. She talked to me today as we were coming home from school. She says she walked in the door, fired up Spider-Man. And I said, Oh, you're playing Spider-Man already. She's like, yes, I've been thinking about it all day. And I've been talking to every one of my friends about it all day long. And I just needed to get home and play it. So <laughs> that was like, that's, that's a good game when, you know, when a kid can, can, I remember those games that I thought about all day long. So that was it's a great it's really fun I love it nice. it's nice it's amazing have you um I've heard that there's an Easter egg in that game have you heard about this oh I mean I, it's hard to tell there's lots of little things, lots but. of lots of Easter egg eggs but um Easter eggs in games Andrew told me because he's he's super hyped for that game but he only yeah. has an Xbox One because he still plays Halo for some reason sure and sure. Uh, so he's he's been asking me he's like. Because I have a PS4, he's like, "Are you gonna? Oh. Are you gonna put that in your GameFly?" And I'm like, "Well, it's in my GameFly queue, but it's brand new. Like, yeah, you don't get you don't get brand new things." And I I have Horizon Zero Dawn, but I'm probably gonna send that back because mm-hmm. that needs to be a game that like you just own. It's too it's it too is big. Game, I don't have time to uh, really give it. I don't have the time to 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 allocate to it right now. And, I, th- uh, I think I bought that for thirty dollars at Black Friday. What a deal! Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably watch for it something like that. But yeah. um he said apparently in this game there's an easter egg where if you go up on the tower, Stark Tower, Avengers Tower. Avengers Tower, yeah. Avengers Tower, there you can find a um a little bag of dust. Yeah. Right. 
Oh, you find okay. What you actually find up there is I I get the the funny actually what you find up there is a vial of sand. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and and it's it's it even says when he talks about it, it's like it's got the Sandman in it. So and he's like, I don't know if if I open this up, the Sandman will get out or not. So I, see. I, I know I see. there may be some people interpreting it however they want to interpret it. But I see. That's it's the the way I interpret it is based on the way that Andrew told it to me. So it's, it's yeah, fun. yeah, no, it's it's like I I, w- I didn't even I didn't even think about that until you just said that. I was like, oh, I guess if someone is trying to read into things <laughs> a little bit, but it's, it's right, literally right. like a vial of the Sandman. So, yeah, there, that, there's uh, um, it, that that game is an exclusive. I know Sony's leaning I, I, hard I into think exclusives. This, I think this it is. round. Um, and, and real quick to, to mention that thing, it's not that's not really an Easter egg either because like there are. 55 60 some plus little little um they're called backpacks that he's got all over the city so when he would go and become spider-man he webs his backpack up somewhere and he's lost Mm. so many through the years and like he'll find one and you're like oh there's and i get my little collectible so there's like 55 all over the city of these little collectibles that you get just one of them happens to be at the top of avengers tower i see see. it's not like that one was specifically put in I mean, obviously, I haven't played it. I know we and our friends were talking about the Switch this morning, and I was thinking, you know, because I haven't, since I got back into WoW, I've not played the PS4 very much. And I just in general haven't had too many opportunities to play it. And I thought, you know, if I buy a Switch, do I really need to keep both? And I know Andrew's wanting to play Spider-Man and Red Dead 2 and at least one other game. Did you oh, ever play the uh, Uncharted, like the Uncharted one that came out, Thief's End? Y- yeah, I bought, I played two one. and three, and I own four. I played maybe half of it. Like those are, those are fun. They're, yeah. Un- unlike everything else that's trying to be an open world game, the Uncharted games are very linear, which they is are kind they of are. a nice change of play, change of pace. You just go through these puzzles and you keep moving forward and do some. I cover agree with that. I totally agree with that. I and I like that. I like about that. Uh, you know, it's. You just got to find the path to get where they want you to go. Yeah. You know, and, and that's totally okay, you know. And, and it makes it feel like you're playing a movie, I think, for some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, it's all the but, cinematics and the, the, story, the story is good. The, the art is all beautiful. Like, those, right. those are but cool. Yeah, get, but, yeah, get that one. And I, I'm sure he'll, he'll like it. It's, it's a really fun game. And it's, it, I paid full price for it. I, I don't often pay full price for a game. Mm. Um, but I, I did. It, everything, was, everything everyone has all said about it was massively positive every trailer every gameplay thing i watched just was top tier and it it lived up to its its thing so i'm i'm happy that i spent it um the only thing i have a f- strong feeling that this may be one of the only other games i've only ever platinumed a game once and that was uh the lord of the Rings. i may Shadow actually Bar. platinum this one uh, because nice. i it, it has all of the things what you need to do and, and at no point do i feel like i am grinding or i have to do something that I don't want to do terribly hard. I can just work through it. So, right. Um, which is very, very satisfying. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's, I think that's what, what I do, what, what I do with my, my video game thing is going to kind of depend on what happens in the next couple of months, because I know I've been looking at red dead two. I played the first mm-hmm. one of those. I've not, I don't know that I've played any Spider-Man games. I surely must have, like I played most of the Arkham games, but, um, never those. And so, for me, the like chosen single player game of the year probably would have been Red Dead Two. But if both of those are exclusive, then maybe I will keep the the PS4. I was thinking that if I get a Switch, I might sell Andrew my PS4 if he's oh, interested in that because I don't need yeah, the, two consoles. 
right? And so it's like, am I going to do one of those or am I going to finally get a Switch and go back and uh, play Breath of the Wild or something like that as my, my right. single-player experience? It's Part of that's going to depend on what happens at BlizzCon. Right? Oh, okay. The right. Blizzard what Conference, that's, that's coming up early November, I believe. And um, you are hard, hardcore about this Diablo on Switch thing. I don't know. It seems cool. I know that our friends, some of our friends are still playing Diablo. It was, you know, kind of, kind of half and half. Like it doesn't, it doesn't link with your Battle.net accounts. You have to start over, but the seasons you start over anyway. So that's kind of a, a mismatch thing. But it's, it seems like one of those that when I'm at my computer, I always want to play something else. And so it might be fun as a portable experience. But there are a lot of rumors saying, you know, we're just a couple months into a WoW expansion, so there's no major WoW announcements. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they'll probably do maybe a map, maybe skins for both Overwatch and Heroes, maybe another Hearthstone expansion, though one of those came out like a week before or after Battle for Azeroth, which is kind of poor timing. But um, so between and StarCraft seems fairly established and it's gone free to play and all that StarCraft too. Um, and so you know, they're saying, like, what's going to, is it going to be, are we finally going to get Diablo 4? Is there going to, you know, a lot of people, the um, guys over at Frog Pants are predicting they'll move it more into a games as a service kind of thing, like Overwatch and, and Heroes, for, away from the, like, single title with long time yeah. between releases thing, something more ongoing, um, which they've sort of morphed Diablo 3 into in certain ways. Right. Um, and so... I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Either way, Black Friday comes around. I will be looking for deals on a Switch. Yeah, the the, the Switch is, is and, I, and I don't want to diverge too much into this topic, but the Switch is, <laughs> I think, could be one of the ones that's best poised to make the, the biggest moves for Black Friday because PlayStation is so established and people who have a PlayStation will... We're going to have a PlayStation. It's. I don't think people at this point are going to buy a new console for that. No, I think, I think both. Same way. Yeah, I think both Sony and Microsoft have got to be pretty close to their next gen. Right? Sure. Well, within yeah, the next that's, year that's or That's a whole topic, but yes. They're, they're um, sort of making iterative releases, right? Like Right, the, right. So the... So uh, but but they're they're whatever. saturated is, is the biggest thing. But, yeah. But the, the Switch sure. hasn't had any real drive to, to to buy it except for their fan base and their fan base has got it so that they're also that way but they they haven't i don't think the switch has yet reached into the common people or to anyone that's not nintendo fans yet or really bridge the gap between why playstation and um the xbox people should buy a, a second console if they if they're going to buy a second console right but i think a price drop could do that or a bundled package could do that for them it could do it for me as well as a thing. So there, I just think they're really poised to do that one. Um, but anyway, I was diverging a little bit <coughs> off there. My other half good news or good times, I guess, is that I've recently been getting kind of these weird, I don't say weird, but these, uh, text messages from my uh, buddy, Bill, who's on, on the show. Okay. He, he, he sends sure me, the, he sends me these things like asking me what I'm doing during this time period, like nothing else. So I was like, Hey, what are you doing? Are, are you available? Is Sydney at your house during this time? Or, uh, you know, what's happening? What are you, what's your plans for Thanksgiving? Now he won't say anything else. He just asks <laughs> that like availability. So that, I think that's a sneak, that's a sneaky thing for me to think that he's looking for a, like a galloping ghost trip 
or some kind of hangout time. So it's not a oh, good that's time. That, that's arcade. that arcade in Chicago. Right. That we do once a year and we haven't done yet. So I don't know what it is, but I have a feeling that it's a, a future happening possibility, good times. So not a good times yet, but I got that feeling coming sometime. Just waiting for him to, to drop the bomb on wherever he's figuring out what he's going to, how he's going to set it up. But it's, uh, it's an exciting good times to come. That's what's a half of a good time. Got it. Uh, got it. <laughs> hey, so move, moving on to our other things that we do here, let's do, talk about our, our weekly challenge that we did last, last week. Uh, actually, oh, yeah. before we start that, can we, can I get your thoughts? Cause did you watch the rest of the, I want to go back an extra week, the, mm-hmm. the ending for the center. The ending of the center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were right. The big, the big reveals, the big wrap ups happen mostly in episode seven and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some final, like, uh, you know, the kind of cool down in episode eight with just a little bit of a little bit of a, a teaser or a or insight into the character of um bill pullman's bill, character bill i forget pullman's his character. name did, did, did you oh, so overall i guess the one thing i wanted to get get out of you here was do you do you feel would you rec now i asked that you didn't know but would you recommend people to watch this show the center man that's that's a hard call so uh, if you've not seen this we're talking about the usa original series the center that was our weekly challenge three weeks ago and uh and i had not finished when we when we uh, as of last week's show and had have finished it in the meantime um so we we might spoil the ending for you a little bit yeah right don't want to see that if you like a sort of psychological crime dramas crime crime thrillers um i think you'll like this it's it's well paced as we said last week um not not slow as these shows often are it's it's calm most of the time which is my way of saying like it's not super crazy but it's also not slow it's it's a little more to the slow I side agree. but not in a not an annoying way in a way that feels appropriate to the content and the and the sort of themes that they're exploring yes and, and you do feel progression yeah, as you're watching sure. the show yeah which is important uh, um and and so overall, if 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 you like that kind of thing, sort of examination of uh, people's past and its effect on their uh, psyche, um, this might might be one to check out. It's not. Did you feel? Did you feel not satisfied? For kids, it's not. Uh, you know. Oh no, for not, sure. Not family friendly in in any way, but uh, right. I mean, it's a it's a crime thriller, so very right. few of those. Were, were you satisfied with the ending, personally? I was. I mean, everything was wrapped up. There was no, um, there was no big cliffhanger. Um, unlike the ending of the first season of Fargo, which I guess sort of spoilers. I won't give any details, but it that ending of that season left me kind of hollow. Like not not as bad as not as bad as an episode of Black Mirror. But right. more closer to that on that spectrum of satisfying to just kind of unsettling. Um, yeah. But it was good. Like this, like you get you get all the pieces, you know, They're, it's sort of told in this with this gimmick of of repressed memory. But you go through that and you, you know, you get the full picture of what happened and how it's like. 
Well, I don't really want to spoil it. So it's not it's not really <laughs> re- spoiling. It's, it's not really hurt. revenge, but it's like a it's like a um it's like a subconscious revenge, which is Yeah, the the yeah, I don't I don't mind spoiling at all. I think that uh I had a lot of kind of sympathy for the guy she killed at the end, which I did I did not think that was going to be a part of the whole show at all until much late in the series. That when he comes back and he's actually, when he shows up, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the guy that she killed. Like she did know right. him and he is there and it is a thing. And then, and then immediately my first thought was that he's, he's going to be some douchebag guy or he does some harm to her and he's not, I mean, he's actually a really nice guy okay, and a good thing. Yeah. Okay. So I, I put the spoiler tag out there, but um, <laughs> all the things, and it was interesting to listen to last week where you had finished it, but I hadn't to hear sort of my perspective at the time just back mm-hmm. to myself, um, all of the things that seem to be like side stories, side plots. I mean, the stuff about her husband is mostly just context for her life now. Like it's not, it doesn't, right. it's not significant in any way. Um, right. But from like all the stuff with her childhood affects her relationship with her sister and yeah. her relationship with her sister affects what ultimately happened in the in the basement of that house. Yeah. And the thing, I mean the 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 thing with the wallpaper and the mask ended up being kind of a misdirect. Um It was. It was. Yeah. So so there's that there and then the stuff with the guy in the song that seems random then comes back around um and even the stuff I know you said you really didn't care for all of the the context of of Bill Pullman and his yeah, yeah. personal struggles eventually comes around to sort of explaining why he was so obsessed with her case because of the sort of kinship they have as just truly damaged people individuals yeah. um and you get this you get this little hint at the end of him you know, looking at his looking at his bruised fingers, um, and that's sort of a sort of a metaphor for him. Like now that he's saved her, like he can he's he's um, bringing his attention to himself so that he can maybe yeah. start to start to fix some of his own problems. Like he's you know ended both of his relationships, and and who knows where that's going. It's like a it's a potential th- thing that they, it's not big enough that in season two, because as I understand it, season two is a completely different story. They could carry his same character from season one to season two and, and make the whole rest of the cast new, or they could just make a whole new cast. It doesn't have to right, be. It doesn't need to. Um, and, and so it all, it all kind of comes together in the end in a, you know, I felt a pretty pleasing way. It, it, yeah, it did. It didn't have. It did have, and it made the like bad guys are still bad guys, but they're not as like ultimately evil, right? Like you, you expected, and they'd even had like this guy that was like the other, the older guy that was in the club that was part of the whole thing, and and you're like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna be the big drug. He's gonna be the <laughs> one that kills her, beats her, and he doesn't. And it's just, I mean, it's all kind of creepy and not good. It's not healthy or positive, but it's still. You know, it's not what you may think causes this trauma. It's just everything coming together that causes all yeah. of that trauma. You um, know, in a very kind of, you know, this is 
kind of a weird thing for me to say because I've never experienced anything like this, but in a way that feels real, right? Like, uh, yeah, right. You know, the the things that, at least in my experience, the things that make people, you know, uh, like have emotional outbursts or or nervous breakdowns or or things like that are not like some big some big thing like you know somebody suddenly gets kidnapped or something like that it's right. more often just a hundred little things every day right. for years that build up right and, and and then this one did have a massively huge traumatic thing but it was all the the stuff that built up to that point and then thereafter how it cascaded through which now when you look back at it you can ex- you can totally see how Episode one, how she was feeling, how she was feeling. And I understand all of that now. You're like, oh, when she swam out in the lake, you're like, oh, man. Yeah, it's like she's life, she's just you know? like a, she's like a shell of a person because she's, yeah. she's repressed all of, you know, so much of herself to escape the pain of that event. Yeah. And, and not just that event, but like her whole life. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, it's, that was... I, I liked a lot about that. I th- it was that was good. It, it got it across really well. And and it, at first, I had said that I thought that this could have been told in an hour in a normal two hour show. I don't know. I think part of the slow burn is important that you get the whole breadth of her, you know, life that led up to that. And um, and I was I, I like I like neat bows. I like good endings. I like things <laughs> like that. And this one kind of had that. She did get to talk to her mom. She did get off on her. This is all obviously spoiling things, but she got, you know, her reduced sentence. Um, it was insanity for sure. But, you know, I, I often think of like the, that guy, the guy she killed, the girlfriend and his, you know, his other, his cousins and whatever, you know, they, they don't have their cousin anymore. The grandpa and grandmas, but, right. um, but it did still, it did still have, you know, like the, the dad did a terrible thing afterwards, his dad. By prisoning, mm-hmm. imprisoning her, and the mom was complicit in that. And you know, had had they not done these things, maybe they their son would still be alive. You know, in jail, but would still be alive. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was. I, I thought it had a very, very, very pleasing ending that made me feel good, and it it, it teased me a lot because there's so many times in that show when you thought it was going to be hopeless. Right. Know? And you're like, this is going to be one of those shows that just ends terribly. And it didn't. So I'm really happy with that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad, glad to hear that. We should move past that one since we already talked about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So talk about- this week was was your pick. Um, the first, apparently, in a trilogy, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable. Not and to be confused with the Netflix the original series, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. As I, <laughs> right. I, I tried to joke. Not, not Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, this is our, our back to the challenge. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? So this is a movie that uh, was not on Netflix. I I ended up uh, renting it on Amazon Prime, which is fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you did you did your diligence as a thing. What do sure, you What do you think, man? Yeah, how, I, how are you coming down? This is. I, I, I want to say I gave Jeff Bezos four more dollars because <laughs> he needs so, it. So this show this show is is. It's kind of set to set this up a little bit. We we are going to spoil Unbreakable. If you've not watched it, do not listen to this one. Please skip to the next one. Hit next, and Dennis will chapter it over so that you can you can skip right on. <laughs> the two thousand film Bruce, Bruce Willis, uh, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, Unbreakable, M Night Shyamalan. 
Right. Uh, uh, but the set, set up here, this one is that this was pre-Marvel. So this is it, it, it is a superhero movie that's pre-Marvel. Now, now you've not seen this one, and you get to come into this after uh, being totally involved in the whole Marvel and superhero thing that's been going on the last, as, what, 10, as we 15 said, years. As we said before the show, living in a post-Marvel world. Yes, right. Uh, so now I'm interested to see or hear from you. Like when I watched it, that was like, oh my gosh, this is a superhero thing, like a realistic superhero type thing. So for me, that was a, a, a big, huge selling point of this this show. How did you feel about it? Did you did you know that before you saw it? No, it did not. I it's see. The in, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, so they, they were right. all super secretive about all these things. Do you know... I should have looked up some of this stuff before we started. Do you know where this movie sits in his catalog? Uh, I know it's it feels, after... It feels early. Is it after Sixth Sense? It's after Sixth Sense. Okay. But, yeah, I think it might be even after Elizabethtown and stuff like that. So... Um, he was known. He was known for his twists. So yeah, going yeah. into this, yeah, you you know. But it, I think it was this, before, like the happening or something. Was and so I don't know if I was expecting a sixth sense or the village level plot twist. But the twist yeah. at the end of this did not seem that much like a twist. Like it was almost over, and I was like, "Oh, this must have been early M Night Shyamalan before every movie had to have a plot twist." Kind of like. Christopher Nolan's yeah. movies all have to have weird time mechanics. Um, so, so did and, you see Mr. Glasska happening? No, not as such, but I guess like, I'm I also, did not. I did not. Yeah, see no, I'm, I'm also not one of those people who pays such close attention that it can, can usually like I don't I don't generally care that much to like figure it out. It's not like that that game to me. I know that it is for a lot of people right. to watch these kind of things and try to like detective stories, try to figure it out um mm-hmm. before like th- there've definitely been times watching different shows where it is one of those things where I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's probably that guy." on a oh, yeah, on yeah, a TV sure. show or something. But if it's not, like I don't put a lot of effort into doing that. Um, I didn't, I, I think for this one, I didn't, that's the big thing for me is that I, I did not even know it was one of those shows. I didn't know that it was supposed to be. I thought the show up until the very end was just a show about this guy. And all of a sudden he, he figures out he's a superhero and that superheroes are real and that he is one. And now in a real world, he is, he's found his calling and he's superhero like, and he's fighting bad guys. I thought that was the story. And then it ends with him having an arch villain. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, which was a little. Here's a here's a hot take question. Do you think the movie was improved by that ending? Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay. I, it's it's interesting. I, I I do because actually I liked the movie without it. So I, I would have liked it without it anyway. Um, but it made it 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 opened it, it up to be just not like one guy is a superhero it's like no you're mm. it's a superhero world and maybe that's where Shyamalan and glass and and split all come together here is that it's uh it's not just him you know it's there's more there are yeah i mean i guess heroes it, and villains out there i guess it would be it would be boring without a villain but right i think it could have been like 
I don't know, at a certain level, it feels like a gimmick. Like, you could have gone through the whole movie, and he gets to the end, and there's the art exhibition or whatever, and it's like, you get back to his back room, and he's like, I don't know. Like, the 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 buildup of the powers is that he doesn't really need an oracle. He doesn't need a guy in the chair. Um, yeah. But that kind of relationship where he was like Alfred or... um whatever and then yeah, it was just he's like a professor x type character. it was it would have been like the like the ending of the first matrix movie where it's just open yeah. it's like whatever could happen like this is just a thing because the the whole idea of this sort of meta comic book story um mm-hmm. where you know unlike and it's always a weird kind of um um line to walk when you're doing certain types of speculative fiction like um the walking dead where they're like let's do a zombie apocalypse story in a world that has no zombie lore right yeah so all the people in the different towns have a different name for what they call the walking dead they're walkers or geeks or whatever Mm -hmm. um and so you're like okay let's let's imagine that and that that's usually the path that people take or it'll be like a um you know some things that exist in old folklore or whatever they're like are you talking about vampires or whatever like it's something yeah. that nobody but not in a world where uh you know twilight and and true blood and all of this stuff exist um yeah and this is sort of the opposite approach it's like this is a world that is almost exactly like our world except the you know the comic books are a uh like subconscious cultural um interpretation of a real thing it's sort of like if you ever read a story where um magic is real but it's real in the way that like like in like the Deja Chronicle, Vu for the Matrix, yeah, or like in Chronicles of Narnia, where it it's there, but most people don't see it or don't notice it. Like in a Harry Potter kind of way, though sure. Harry Potter stuff is a little more obvious, um, right, and sort of ridiculous. But the kind right. of stuff where, um, it's like if there's something supernatural, it can be explained with just a little bit of whatever, like a Men in Black kind of thing. Yeah, he he. In this movie, they did they did a lot of that. That's one of the things I I personally liked a lot about it as it developed was that um, I kept calling it the real 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 world. Well, yeah, in the, a, as you said, in a in a post Marvel world when we have we're just deluge, just inundated with all of these superhero movies that are very very big, very like you know they're crashing yeah. alien ships into skyscrapers and. Superman and uh, and Zod are are just trashing Metropolis and all of this stuff. Like to go to this story where, you know, his one, his his two like superhero quote unquote acts are you know to prevent a guy from with a gun from getting into a football game and to uh, um, you know, save save a family that is. uh, that's been abducted by a by a guy just in a real calm kind of you know uh realistic kind of way unlike very unlike i mean 
Jeez, compare that fight scene to anything. Like even the to any of the Marvel like, things or whatever. Like the one the one series that's referenced most as having the most realistic combat is Daredevil with its super yeah. long cuts and and intense stunt work. But like you know, that's that's the closest thing and then you have the more ridiculous stuff like um Batman or any of the supernatural stuff because Batman's not supernatural where it's right, just right. like you know a judo chop to the to the shoulder blade and they're down kind of stuff yeah and yeah, like, this one they he fights it's a fight right? like he he chokes that guy out and it takes so long it takes right. so long for that guy to go down and I'm like oh come on just go like but it's just go down I'm, right? I'm sure I'm sure that's much more realistic than most of the stuff that we see now and yeah. even at the time like the you know we were ahead of this of this superhero thing but we still had you know Christopher Reeve's Superman um sure yeah right the X-Men series had started like yeah things were still things were very dark and gritty and and realistic in that era in the late 90s and and early 2000s um <sighs> One thing I thought and, was interesting. You know, this this wasn't this wasn't billed as a superhero movie. That, no. That's probably the biggest thing is that it what you did at no point again because it's in my Shyamalan. You're not supposed to talk about any of it. It, it you just go into it thinking it's just a, a movie, like a serious kind of movie, and they slowly start revealing that it's a superhero movie. So you don't. Yeah, it's a real that. it's a real slow burn, and it's almost you could almost make the argument that it is not a superhero movie. But a movie about superheroes. It's more like a comic yeah, right. book, not a comic movie, but a but a comic. I don't even know how to say this. Like, right? It's not a movie taken from a comic book. It's a movie like about comic books, almost. Yeah, and, and that's that's see now that is was solidified by Mister Glass's reveal at the end. If it had mm. just been him, it would not have been about all comic books and comic book villain. Because he makes a real big point. Uh, uh, he says, "What is there's no hero without his nemesis. It's that's a right. very important thing." Um, and then it's a, um, a balance of the force, right? And and Samuel L. Jackson is an important part of that movie because his voiceovers and his talking through that whole thing drives so much of that that thing. His pure belief that this guy is a real hero that he's a real thing and you know you can take it for a fanatic all you want but at the end when he he finally reveals that he's the villain you're like you can feel the glee in his voice that he is so satisfied that he's found his place in the world you know and yeah it's like a happy terrifying a terrible terrifying happy moment you know and and that makes him even worse and what does uh, what does Robin Wright Penn's character say to the son, who, in fairness, does bear at least a passing resemblance to Haley Joel Osment? Let's call that. <laughs> he, he does the hairstyle or something, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I don't know. I, what, what did she say to him? I can't. Um, at what point? Some. It's something like sometimes when people's bodies are broken, their their minds break two or something like that yeah and it's just like he's lived his whole life with this with this condition oddly there's a little bit of parallel there between this and the sinner um yeah with this like childhood thing to where it's like his i mean and really 
in retrospect, looking back at, you know, it's a classic thing where a movie has a twist and then you think back yep. and you notice all the foreshadowing. Like when mm-hmm, they introduce mm-hmm. him as an adult and he throws that guy out of his his gallery. Yeah. Right. Because he's going to buy a piece of art for his, his four year old son. Yep. Like that's a little bit of foreshadowing that like this guy is nowhere near mentally stable. Yes. Right. Yeah. He's he's way too into this. Right. Yeah, the. The the, the, I, the best way I would describe this to someone in a movie, there's a lot of things you can call this, but, I, but I've described it this way several times to everyone else, is that Unbreakable is an origin story. It's an origin of, of Mr. Glass and this guy. I can't think of his name right now. Um, it's, it's a slow reveal of how he, how he discovers his powers. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love the scenes when that all happens, too, that, that he, when he starts lifting the weights – you know, in in the, the gym or his basement in or his with basement his son. His son, yeah. And and he's like, step back. He keeps like step back, and his son's just like and, marveling at him. And it's you know? so like it's so understated. Like you get these, you know, the stories now where it's like somebody has their origin and their reveal, and they're like lifting up a car with one hand. Or something, right. or it's it's Captain America flexing to pull the helicopter in kind of stuff. It's huge. Yep. Yeah, it's a huge thing with huge sound and, and music. And, and yeah. this was like, you know, the sun puts the weights and you see the you see the strain and you know, Bruce Willis yep. plays this this so masterfully. And he's lifting his weights and it's like, oh, it's it's two hundred and fifty pounds. It's how much can <laughs> yeah, you lift? It's like I, right. I've never lifted this much before. And he's like, we'll take yep. some off. And then while he's talking and then he goes and I'm like, I'll bet he puts some more on there. And then he pushes yep. and he's like, uh, you know, I, I lied. I didn't, I didn't take any off. I put 50 more pounds or something. Like and, that, right? and I love that the kid can't tell, like he doesn't know what the weights are. And so he's just putting them on there and right. it's like, oh, it's, it's 270 pounds. And I'm like, okay, yep. that's, the most he ever lifted plus twenty, like that's a big deal. But it's not, yep. it's not him pulling a helicopter out of the sky. Like it's a very yeah. modest achievement, <laughs> relative, but, but, you know, in the context right. of of super. But again, as you said, post Marvel world, like it gives a really interesting perspective. I think, um, I, th- I think it made it more, made it stand out more than than maybe it would have if I had seen it, uh, yeah, when it was contemporary. Yeah, I, I maybe that's 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 a really good thing to think about because I I when I saw it too I was like, you know, wow, this it did feel like small increments and small things, but it felt still felt very impactful, and that like this guy is not like the Hulk where he's gonna or Spider Man and lifts lifts up a car, but he is definitely powerful and strong for just what you think of this as unassuming guy, yeah, you know, which which is neat. And then his I also liked the reveal of water being his weakness. Yeah, you know, I. You know, I went on that whole thing a minute ago about how I don't look for that kind of stuff. But when, you know, sometime a decent amount of time before he gets that reveal on the on the answering machine, I was like, oh, well, obviously his weakness is water. Because I remembered, like, I think the the cover, the like the DVD cover for the movie is like shattered glass with some rain or something. Yeah. I was like, I think the rain is important. And then he's he's like in the in the station trying to find you know he's he's bumping into people trying to get the the in, the premonition of who he should go after and it's pouring rain and i'm like what he knows his weakness is water what's he doing in the rain why would he and do then, that and then he falls in the pool and you're like 
the pool with the pool cover, which is like, you oh, know, I don't have claustrophobia, but that is like nightmare <laughs> material. I know. And this, and this, Shyamalan, you know, as much as he's screwed up in contemporary times, it's scenes like that that really, like, that was masterful. Like, I did, it was slow. Cause and like, I felt he's gonna cause die. Cause you don't know, this is not, again, this is not a Marvel movie. This is a movie made in the year 2000. And I go, right. you know, it is not, it is fully within the realm of possibility for Bruce Willis to be this guy who is, uh, invulnerable except yeah. for water. He finds out that he's a superhero. He tries to help somebody and then drowns and dies. Like it totally could th- be that. That that was not a thing that seemed impossible to me watching this movie. I was like, "Oh, yeah. is this going to be a thing where he goes through this and he dies?" That's right. rough. And he I mean, spoilers, <laughs> he doesn't die, but um <laughs> like that fully seemed like something that could happen, which, you know, made it a really impactful moment and scene it, it it really did to me and 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 it's, it's something you don't get in the marvel movies i love marvel movies everybody knows that i love i'm okay with right. captain america not dying I'm, I'm i'm fine with that but the the thing is that on this one you don't know that and you get that which was which was really really good i i think that uh moving that onward a little bit split is another one that came out that's in this universe and i have not seen split but everyone that who has seen it has said not until the last like minute or two of the movie does it reference anything to do with the unbreakable universe but you um it's like it, it, obvious it's kind of like the the mr glass reveal at the end i guess of whatever happens at split it's like oh this is all tied together um which is interesting um but I'd I'd challenge you to go back and watch the the Mr. Glass trailer now that you've watched Unbreakable, and I bet you'll have a whole other meaning to you. I mean, now that you can see Mr. Glass talking and he says a line like, yeah. "I think this is when the bad guys are teaming up." You're like, "Oh man, you know mm. this is going to be." And then and you see and then Bruce we'll Willis's to, character sitting there. We'll have to go and watch uh, Split at some point. That's the part. Two. Yeah, we, we we will. I just it's one of those horror movies that I'm not a big fan of, mm. um, but. But yeah, um, got to be in I just the it. right I, mood for. But I, I also get that you know it's it's this if this is like a trilogy type thing to be set up for that, what better way than you slowly create this super awesome mighty origin story for a hero, and then you also ha- do a whole other movie where it's this horrible terrifying villain that's the beast that that's James McAvoy's character, and then now you have the third movie where it all comes together where they. That's a real cool comic book story, right? Yeah, that, for sure. So I'm I'm excited for Glass, Mr. Glass. Um, it's it's interesting that the title of it is not called whatever the good guy's name is or anything. It's called Mr. Glass. Yeah. So it's a, it's a thing that I know there there are rumors going around about a about a Joker origin film, which feels a little ill advised. But it's not a rumor. Yeah. Freaking Joaquin Phoenix is doing it. It's ridiculous. Oh, I don't. Uh, know. I don't even know. Okay. So anyway, so hitting uh, that up, w- w- did you like it? What, how did you feel? Yes. Yeah, thumbs for up, sure. Thumbs down. It's, it's not, um, I don't know. Partway through, I was kind of like, eh, it was good. Not great. Um, I, I do think it was very good. It's worth watching. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Good deal. Okay. So let's, man, we're doing weekly challenges we for like tag. 40 minutes here. So give me a, <laughs> roll me into the next one, man. Are we doing, what okay, kind of challenge so are we doing in, next one? In the same vein of like visiting or revisiting films from a, from a, uh, later, more experienced context. Um, huh? I wanted to go back and revisit, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio, 
uh, Howard Hughes biopic, The Aviator. Oh, is this a back to the challenge? Yes. Okay, back to the challenge. This movie came out in... Oh, it's not in front of me anymore. I don't know. A while ago. Like 15, yeah. 20 years ago. I, I, I've been... I've been uh, I think I've said it even on this show a couple of times that uh, Leo, along with Brad Pitt, are two actors that I wanted to, to hate terribly and, and wanted to dismiss their acting abilities from the beginning. And Academy Award winning they, actor Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, right. Finally. <laughs> Uh, but Finally. he, uh, they, they're, they're actors that I wanted, I wanted to dismiss because of their looks or whatever they were at, uh, mm. from Jack from Titanic. And then this, you know, cowboy from other shows he was just, anyway, but every movie that they're in is phenomenal. I, I love, I love Leo a lot. He's probably one of my top three actors that I, I like of all time. So nice. I have, I've seen Aviator a long time ago. But yeah, so so did I. I watched it. I watched it with some of my siblings, and we had a generally negative reaction to it. Ooh, um, did you? Okay, because it's it's very it's like three hours long, and I don't think we knew enough about Howard Hughes. I still don't know much about him, so I'll probably do a little bit of googling before I watch this, just for okay. full context. And right. uh, yeah, we'll give that a shot. That'd be that'll be a good one to watch, so we can both now have a clearer take on what we were watching from back then. Yeah, for so. sure. Cool. Awesome. Man, it's a lot of challenges we just had, had going on. <laughs> so you want to you want to stick on some movies for a bit? I uh, you sent me you sent me. Oh yeah, a I sent list. you. I sent you that YouTube video from Looper. Yeah, right. We'll link you it in talk the show about notes. that. So it's just a rundown of um, expected, rumored. I I think at this point, 2019, these are beyond rumors. Though I know some of these are still. Um, have some issues like uh james bond 25 lost their director so it's so what uh, was this list again still kind of up in the air they called it their most anticipated movies of 2019 so i thought that we don't have to go through this whole list but maybe uh cherry pick a couple that are interesting mm-hmm. or noteworthy you have thoughts about um yeah so one yeah, of these is sure. glass which we talked about already in the context of uh unbreakable I, I would think that that's, that definitely belongs on the list. I mean, if anyone watched Unbreakable or I, – I, I haven't watched Split, but if you watched any of those movies, it would absolutely be anticipated. I, I want to see that movie now because of what it is. So, yeah. So, it, had I known it, they were going to make a sequel to it back when they did Unbreakable, I'd be anticipating it then. But So, they've got this list here. Uh, let me I'll – just, I'll just read through it quickly. Um, okay. Hellboy. Wait, who's they? So everybody knows who's they. It's, it's say- a it's a YouTube channel called Looper, and I'll link it. Looper, I don't. Okay. I'm not a subscriber. It popped up on one of my recommended videos, and okay, whatever. Uh, so their list is, and I think these are in no particular order: um, Hellboy, Glass, Silver and Black, Chaos Walking, Dumbo, The Voyage of Doctor Doolittle, Aladdin, Cowboy Ninja Viking, Top Gun Two, Artemis Fowl, Gemini Man the 25th James Bond and Wonder Woman 2. So okay, out so, of this list, yeah. What are what are your what's your top what on this list is your most anticipated? Most anticipated? Uh man, hey pick it one. Um <laughs> or 2 3 whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do talk let's do our, our let's let's pick 3 that we would be most, each personally be anticipating. Um I I I'd want to say Aladdin because I'm a Disney nerd. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually have liked most all of the live action uh, Disney fairy tale things that they remade. 
Um, I like you know, Maleficent, I have, and I have not seen many, if any, of those. I didn't see Maleficent. I didn't sure. see the Cinderella, Hermione, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, um, I, I've liked them. I, I really, actually, really have enjoyed them. So um, they get. I don't know if they've gotten mixed, but they've gotten. I think people. These are such beloved franchises and movies that uh, anyone who who likes them says, how dare you go back and ever touch my favorite things? Sure. Um, and then they watch them and they're like, they, they're okay. So they don't have a lot to say. They can't say negative things cause it's not a bad thing, especially when they reproduce them so closely sometimes not Maleficent, but yeah. Uh, and, and the Disney movies, they have a thing where you like they're kid movies and they're generally made most kids movies these days and for the last 20 years have been made with an element of something to appeal to adults so that parents can go watch them with their kids and not be right. bored out of their minds. Um, and so there definitely is an element of like you as an adult viewer should probably not think too hard about the sort of Stockholm syndrome plot of beauty and the beast. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Aladdin has a little bit of that where it's this kind of Middle Eastern cultural appropriation. Yeah. But I think far more, I can't believe I'm saying this, but far more problematic uh, in that regard is Dumbo. I was scared to say that being said, I am not anticipating Dumbo. And I I know we're just doing three on this list that I was, but Dumbo. uh, And I mean, let's, I mean, take it as read from the outset that they're certainly not going to have, you know, the equivalent of blackface crows in this movie, but the entire movie itself is this weird kind of like ableist sort of message. But I don't know. I mean, we had greatest showman last year and most people who liked it were not bothered by the sort of, I don't want to say whitewashing the, the kind of like, um, um, rose-colored glasses reimagining of that history in time. Yeah, right. I mean, again, we're in a circus story here, so the parallels are fairly clear. But right, um, it'll yeah, be interesting I, to see. I don't know what, what they're they, going to do with it. Honestly, do I, I don't know what they're going to do with that movie. And and the trailers don't tell you much. It's it's no. all based around wonder, and which I I look back and and I don't have a really great remember or memory of what Dumbo the cartoon was. Um, or the story, except that you know he has to fly and he's a little thing. Um, so sure, I, but I, I anticipated no. I can anticipate yeah. Aladdin because that's an adventure and fun, and there's some cool sure. things. And yeah, but but Dumbo, meh. I don't know. Uh, okay, so my uh, let's go through my other ones real quick. Top Gun two because uh, I like the first one, and as long as that you know the old guys aren't the main thing, it could be fun. It could be as fun. long as they so, as long as they get they redo that beach volleyball scene. That's got to be weird in 2018, right? That would be. Uh, I I can't believe this whole conversation is me bringing up the like. But there, a lot of these are remakes, so it's they they are right. Like 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 Hellboy. Hellboy could be up in the air. Who knows? I I don't know what I think about that property. But my third is definitely going. You can't not say. And top would be Wonder Woman two. Okay. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Of course. Uh, How about you? Any of these feel good, happy about you, or different on there? What, clearly, maybe not clearly, but Wonder Woman 2, top of the list for me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the so far the best thing to come out of uh, to come out of the DCEU 
and uh, we'll see mm-hmm. when Shazam comes out. I have high hopes for that as well, despite my frequent admonition to moderate expectations. That, that's um, a 2018 film, right? Though is that coming out this year or is it coming out next year? Shazam. You know, it it might be it might be closer to the holiday season this year. That Shazam okay, film. right? Because if it's um, 19, then that should be on this list. And then you know, I never read Artemis Fowl. Uh, James Bond. I still have never seen Spectre, so I have no kind of an- expectation, anticipation for Bond twenty five. Um, yeah. I love Daniel Craig as Bond, but the, you know, hopefully, will be him. Um, is it? Uh, who's playing Doctor? Is that Robert Downey Jr. playing Doctor Doolittle? I think so. Yeah, I guess that sort of answers what kind of films he wants to be doing instead of um, Tony Stark. Maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know. Also, we also. I didn't say when we were talking about Aladdin, um, they got Will Smith to do the yep. the genie, the Robin Williams character, which... Which I think will be okay. That'll be all could, right. Could work. Could work. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, below Wonder Woman 2, for me, it's probably... Cowboy Ninja Viking looks funny. Like, Chris Pratt is hilarious. So, yep. um, there's that. And then... I don't really know. A lot of these are are kind of kid family uh looking movies so yeah and i, and I know this i, I gotta say i this, don't know that i have a number three the rest are are all kind of either non-issues or kind of equal as far as like, right this this out. feel and i know that lists like these are are you know subjective and whatever things but this one is missing a couple things that are that clearly should belong in there like infinity war part two that has to be on everybody's list for most anticipated movie it's not on here um captain marvel absolutely why that's yeah. not on here those are two those are just things that should have been on here and they put silver sure. and black on here instead i don't think that's anticipated that seems like it's a it's a <laughs> thing that that this this person put it on this list as i i hope it's good you know but i mean anticipated by definition is an objective metric so or subjective yes, right. subjective so, metric so yeah a couple a couple of those are are whatever and then um there's like the new fantastic beasts movie that'll be coming out uh, that maybe this year um but so there's a there's a lot of other big ones. This is this is an interesting list, and I like some of them. I like I actually didn't know about Artemis Fowl until watching that video. Um, it does seem like a nice little successor to Harry Potter, which I think we need. Um, there's like a whole generation of people that Harry Potter was their their movie and their their spirit animal or something. Um, <laughs> right. and now now they're all adults and have kids, and we need something new to you know fantasy type thing to inspire. So people. so why not why not a prequel? Go go back even further than Well, we're we're trying that's what that's what Fantastic Beasts is and I don't think it works. Mm. I, I just I just don't think it does. I don't have strong uh, opinions about that. I I never got super into Harry Potter. I've listened to I think the whole series on audiobook in preparation for a play that I never actually did and mm. uh watched like half of the movies. Whatever, oh, you, you whatever one was in, whatever one was in theaters in '09, I think was the last one that I saw, and there Probably were at least the last one. Then, I there were at least two after that. Right. Well, I the, think I saw the one that was the part one of the conclusion. Right. Maybe. Well, Ar- Artemis Fowl looks to be something that could be that. I know that they've tried a couple times to start up a, a young teen type, you know, series, and it's not really taken off. I, I, I point to. The Maze Runner series didn't didn't do what yeah, you know, and it, something it else on this list. I think Chaos Walking is another YA post apocalyptic franchise. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it can it, it would be nice to have those things, and I think 
Harry Potter does prove that there are, or heck, Star Wars does kind of prove that 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 audience is out there with a lot of money. Maybe mm-hmm. the, that audience right now is is buying Marvel stuff and buying you know into those movies. But right, um, we we can do, we could do with the new new fantasy type thing. What is the big last big fantasy thing? We had the horrible Hobbit movies. Um, I can't think of a, a good good fantasy movie. I mean, recently that besides Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's not, you know, general audiences. That's a definitely. A oh, oh, I see. <clears throat> I see what you're saying. Correct. Um, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that that I like. I like this list. I like anticipated lists, especially ones that you don't know about. And this was this is a pretty good one. Some of those are good. Top Gun. I'll, I'll wait. Has a trailer come out for that? I'm not really sure. So I don't. I mean, I haven't seen it. If it has, you you did watch original, right? That you've seen Top Gun a while ago. Yeah. In yeah. college, don't, don't worry. I'm not going to put it on our challenge list. <laughs> I don't think I can handle Goose dying again. Oh, a spoiler! Goose dying. But yeah, buzz the t- buzz the tower, man. <laughs> right. God, I don't know. Jeez. Okay. What do we got here? The rest of the time. So uh, we could talk about that. Did you um, watch this this link I sent you with the guy uh, buying the surplus um, Amazon returns? Oh yeah. Uh, I was going to talk to a friend about that. I did see that. That's that is a weird thing. That's a uh, loot crate type thing. It feel, it felt like it felt like a unboxing. What's the big craze with people with unboxing anyway? These days? I mean, it's it's Christmas, right? It's yeah. It's receiving gifts, right? Except that you so that segues or that connects into the idea of. Uh, loot boxes or subscription, but not loot boxes. That's a video game thing. Like subscription hey, wait, wait, wait. boxes. You and I, I know you and I know what's talking about there, but for our listeners, what what is it that we're talking about here? What's this topic with Amazon returns that you're talking about? Okay, so uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. But there's a a YouTuber, a guy on YouTube, who buys these auctions from a site. I think it's called Liquidation.com, uh, where they have it's like stores trying to dump clearance or in this case he got a couple boxes of amazon returns uh like we're talking about big boxes like not like yeah like four by like a big a big moving box that you would fit like a i don't know a couple of pillows in or something i don't know what goes in sure sure like it i was gonna say an old monitor but monitors haven't been huge like that for 15 years (laughs) for a long the all the kids listening to our show are not gonna know what i'm talking about right a big a big box like that would fit an office chair and um it's just it's full of electronics and so he he opens it up and he pulls the things out because it's it's a grab bag like there's one i think there's one item on the listing that they're like the box contains this and a bunch of other amazon returns and then it's an auction so you bid it's a little bit like a um like a storage unit auction if you watch any of those shows yep where they, you know, they have uh, un unpaid or um, defaulted uh, storage units, and they auction off the contents, and these guys fight over them and yell at each other, and their significant others cry and all that because it's reality <laughs> TV. Um, and and on this, this, it's online, and you don't, so you don't know what these are. This is this is loot crates. It's right? basically, and I think I think they maybe maybe post a couple pictures. The ones I've seen have pictures, but it's really just like a, I'm selling 200 
video games and they'll show a picture of like 30 of them and there'll be one or two really good ones and the rest of it's going to be like you know uh the atari et game yeah, or something right. else right. equally so, bad that's a more right. contemporary reference um, so so in in that topic how do you feel about what well, there there is that company they are called loot crate right like where you pay 20 subscription for 20 bucks a month and you get random crap well yeah that's the same kind of idea and there are dozens and dozens of these services from Top to bottom, there's like whiskey, cigars, beard oils, crafting stuff, um, teas, coffees. Like it's sort of the idea of an X of the month club, like a jelly of the month club. It's a gift yeah, that keeps given the whole year, Clark. Yeah. Wow. I didn't but, think about it like that, but yeah, sure. But the the difference with the boxes is that it's a mystery. <laughs> you get you get a box every month or every other month or whatever. All the details don't matter. Um, and it's something that you paid for, but you don't know what it's going to be. So a box comes. It's like it's like buying yourself a gift every month or, or every other month. And you except, get to open it. The and, gift could and, be from your crazy aunt who gives you terrible stuff. <laughs> well, right? that's the that's the chance. It's so it's like it's like a little bit of gambling. It's a little bit like the feel of a birthday or Christmas. But you pay for it. <laughs> Christmas and, and, and your birthday, you know, they, they buy it. And if it's crappy, you can re-gift it. On this one, it's like – or you can well, turn it in. Yes, of course. You you can still re-gift it. But um, well, yeah, right, it's right. even it, – it's not even re-gifting because it wasn't a gift. It was something that you, <laughs> yeah, you bought. Just, um, have, so have you ever so – That's, got, the, have you that's ever the sort of psycho- psychological appeal of it and that's where it fits into the – the unboxing thing. It's like, if I can't, you know, if I don't have those boxes, or even if I do, if everybody's box is different, like you have your own, but you want to watch your favorite YouTuber and their dog, like open up their bark box and see what kind of bone and leash and whatever they got in their, uh, their dog stuff box, a bark box is a dog uh, themed subscription box. Um, this is, (laughs) this is not really that because it's not a subscription, but the, the unboxing thing is that deal. It's like he got this and now he's going to go through the box and pull stuff out. And a lot of it is junk. A lot of it is like VTech cordless house phone landlines. Right. And like nobody wants those. They're worth like five bucks. <laughs> and right. like other. That's why they're in there. You know, like I don't I don't even know, like pen cups and I I think most of it was electronics, but there were some random things. But then, like, a really nice mouse that somebody returned. And it's it's all returned. So some of it could be broken. Some of it could be damaged. Broken and damaged, the same thing. Don't but even know. Like, but yeah. not, not functioning in some way or, like, dirty or, or whatever. So it might, it might be worth something. It might not. Um, right. and then And then he and his wife um, will take and try to resell anything that's worth anything uh, on eBay. You, you know, this is this is the same thing that we get when we talk about opening blister packs for the TCGs and, and collectible card games and stuff. It's that we don't know what this is. It could be amazing. It could be nothing, but we're going to just <laughs> throw down 10 bucks on it and go, go, go. You know, maybe it is a bit of that gambling type type thing, you know, like I hope it pays off. Yeah, right? it's the same. It's the same sort of psychological uh, um, impulse and 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 hit, but you know, a little more opt in than like 
a game your friends are playing and this is the only way to get new cards. <laughs> right, right. Well, the, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't are know. you, I, uh, I, are you, I'm not sure are you, an, think about Luke are you an eBay guy at all? Do I buy from eBay? Well, um, either one, like the, they're two different, I guess there are two different aspects of it, but either one, like, do you buy stuff on eBay or do you sell stuff on eBay? I rarely, I mean, I, I, it's either been one. many years. It's been many yeah. years. And, uh, I'm, I'm terrible about, um, selling stuff. I should sell stuff on eBay cause it's better than a yard sale type thing. Right. Um, but I just don't have the ability or energy as much it as I feels say like that, a lot of work way. for like, it does feel like a lot of work. Five bucks. Right. Uh, and then, and then it hopefully works and then you got to wrap it and put it away and then ship it and to get over there and weigh it. And you know, yeah, it just, it's a lot of work. Uh, but buying, um, I also, I, I got, man, it's probably been at least 10 years since I bought off of eBay. Um, and the reason being is because I, I realized that it's all done through sniping programs. Now they're literally called sniping programs mm-hmm. where you go mm-hmm. and you say, um, I pay an extra dollar to this company and I want this thing and here's my autumn item number and what I'm going to bid. And then in the last three seconds, multiple, you know, these sniping companies and things all snipe at the last second to get the price. Right. So that's the only way it really works at all to get anything. Um, I think for me, I, I had a situation in college where I bought something that I think never arrived. It was like a PC in a in a case or something that I was going to put in my car to play MP3s because this was 15 years ago. Um, more than that. Uh, mm-hmm. And they never delivered and I had to like try to try to get the charge reversed and all this stuff. And I was basically just out 200 bucks, which was a big yeah. deal when I was in college. And I've gotten stuff since then. Um, but it's very few and far between. And then yeah. on the flip side of it, I have bought um, the things I've given most consideration to where I have I have bought several boxes of vinyl records, music records. Yeah. And I've considered going through and anything that is music that doesn't appeal to me, um, just put it on a listing for 99 cents free shipping and just see how it goes. But every time I think about doing that, I'm like, okay, so every time I do that, I got to take the pictures. I have to have yep. played it, which I've gone through, you know, over half of my uh, records and made sure that they don't skip. I'm like, if they skip, yep. I'm just going to throw them away. They're not worth anything to anybody unless somebody's going to make a bowl out of them. And there are plenty of Polka records at Goodwill if people want to make <laughs> Right. Um, and then I go, man, that's a lot of time and work for something that's going to make me like a couple bucks like it just i would not enjoy that process enough because that's what it is like i'm sure there are people who are in the right niche and know their market well enough that they can they could buy and sell and flip antiques or whatever the modern equivalent of beanie babies is and uh and (laughs) do that you you have to really enjoy that process and i i know that i wouldn't it would feel like a chore to me and i would not get enough i would not make enough money out of it to for it to be worth well that that, that's the real problem though that's what i was just mentioning before is that that's that used to be the something you could do but now it's all it's all a it's a big business thing now so like the the these stores 
that's what their their job is. Like they have programmatic things. They go on sites and say, "I need all things in the category of movies, and mm-hmm. I want to to pay." And they have like listings, you know. So if, uh, you can't get a like say Iron Man. You can't get Iron Man two for five bucks. You just can't do that anymore. You you can what you can on eBay. What you do is they'll go for a dollar or two cheaper than what you would buy them at Walmart. Is what you mm-hmm. after shipping and everything you it'll end up yeah. being a dollar or two cheaper. It's because these companies will buy them in massive bulk, a dollar or two cheaper, and then they'll sell them a dollar or two more in their stores. Well, yeah, um, and and in general, for me, like I would rather have the peace of mind of buying from a site that I trust, like Amazon or Newegg, and not not run the risk of it being just some random fly-by-night ebay store that's going to screw me yeah you know? right right so you know I, I used to like the idea of do, playing the game buying cheap selling high type thing but <laughs> just because it's it's not a, it's not available to do that anymore at ebay and it's probably with the the invention of buy it now when that first ever came out you know right having one price and making just a store um so no i i haven't um i i haven't done that a lot I, and now now it's literally like you know what for all the hassle, I can buy it for three dollars cheaper on Amazon, brand new. So right, right. You know, I'll just I'll just buy it on Amazon, and that's yeah. that's invariably where I go to, for sure. Uh, yeah, stupid. Evil. There's a there's a whole um, sort of parallel uh, um, um, system to eBay in the form of the board game geek geek market. Yes, right. That's more like a. It's more like a forum or a or a Craigslist type thing where you you list up things and and there's no there's no auction you just buy it. People will also do trades, which I've never done, but it's the idea of like you have a game and you don't really like it, and so you're like, you know, I'll trade this if somebody's got some other game or whatever. And then they also organize these uh, I forget what they call them, but they're basically like a big swap meet where people meet up and i think maybe they arrange a lot of the trades beforehand um but they try to get stuff in equivalent stacks like they're not i don't think they exchange money but it's but it's all like trades you're like well i have this this and this and he has this this and this and so those are about the same and then they'll do a physical meetup where everybody gets together because board games are heavy right especially the big the big ones that are that are popular And it costs a fortune to to uh, ship them. So right, right. I I um. Hey, can I ask you something? I know we only have a little bit a short time left sure. here on our on our show, but and this is not on our list, but it, it's topical, and I forgot to ask you about. Go for um, it. Five minutes, just five minutes on there. I, I can't remember. Are you an Apple iPhone guy or not? I want to say you're you, not. Right. You're gonna say five minutes, and then you're gonna like kick me off on a 20 minute rant about something i don't want i don't yeah that's what i that's why i'm limiting this i i don't want no it to no be a, at, at the time uh, so you are an yes apple, guy. App, apple apple iphone there are a lot of things yeah. about apple that that frustrate me but it's kind of like a you know i can make fun of my brother but you can't yes kind of thing right. like i will defend apple to people who are ridiculous about attacking them just because it's punching up and but um the you know i i recognize that they are not perfect they just generally <laughs> you know for right. for well, in in my profession i use an apple macbook because 
Windows is terrible and nothing runs on <laughs> Linux. It's well, unfortunately okay. the least of three evils. So, so, so good news is, is that I'm not in an Apple bashing mood today. What, what I'm actually shooting for here is that Apple just actually released their three new product, three, three new products, I think in, Oh yeah, their it's, new phone. This phones. is going to be a, yeah, this is going to be in a week or two off from what it's, everyone else. It's is cool because I got a new phone like four weeks ago, like an idiot. Oh, I was gonna say, right? Um, but yeah, why would you do that? You know, it happens in September. I um, it, I don't think it's going to affect the prices of the phones that I have, and I was due for an upgrade, and I was honestly not paying that much of attention. Okay. I don't. I, I was. I don't. I, was I don't need ask, the face scanning thing and blah blah blah. That's boring. Well, so what I was going to ask it for the five minutes is how you felt about any of the new stuff, or or a lot of them haven't changed. They're like S versions, whatever they're called. Uh, you know, how how do you feel about the current phones coming up from Apple? I mean, I'm not an watch. I'm not an early adopter of. Yeah. Of, of tech i my you know my first phone was secondhand i got from uh, my buddy chance when he replaced it and then i've generally been about every other release you know it used to be only one phone in different data sizes and now they've they've added more SKUs to each release but mm-hmm. um generally about every other release which ends up to be like every two to three years um and usually enough time after the release that when AT&T used to do refurbished phones, I could get them refurbished. Now they're on the payment plan thing, so it's whatever. Like, it's another 20 yeah. bucks a month for the next two years. Right. I, um, I, I, so, yeah, so, so I, I honestly, between that and, and having just gotten a new phone, I've, I've not really even looked into them much. To him. Well, I last year... I I upgraded um I, I before that I hadn't upgraded for two years before then. Um and, and I kinda kicked myself because of the whole like leasing leasing type plan type thing where that, that right. most of these everyone has now. The the way they work is that after a year you pay them off, they'll they'll buy the remaining year on your on your thing. Basically buying your phone for half the cost. Um Yeah. And, or if you then, if you do what I did and keep it for the whole term, then you upgrade and you just Ha- like I just have my old phone. You just have your old phone, yeah. And and actually, last year that because I paid it for two years, I had paid it off. I just did, and then I sold it, um, and uh, then got it. You know, put, put that money towards a new one. Um, but but mm-hmm. this this is this is what I'm. I, I think I am actually going to upgrade. I I'm, I feel like I'm betraying my phone sitting here in front of me. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm a weird. It's a weird thing with me with these phones is that I, I was a late adopter into smartphones in general, even though I'm a tech guy and it is part of my profession, I, I really didn't get a smartphone until about five years ago, um, a, a legitimate smartphone, maybe even just four years ago. And, and I dove headfirst uh, when I went into them and decided to get a big one that I decided I'm going to go all the way. And I bought the biggest, baddest, baddest iPhone that there was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a droid before then with my very simple thing. Uh, and, I, and I did biggest screen, largest stuff. And, and I was really, really happy with it. And I feel... That my phone and my bed are the two things in life that I won't skimp on. I, I just, I just will. I'm going to buy a king size bed every time, and I'm going to buy a really a nice quote. top phone. Those are just, and, and I, and sure. I. But the problem is, is they're very expensive. Like the, they're charging like twelve hundred dollars I mean, for this one. It's, it's, it's basically a tiny computer with a connect in the front of it. Yeah, it right? really is. 
It really is. And and I it's can't some, say it. it's some super advanced tech. But yes, they in 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 true Apple fashion, they are charging as much as people will spend. As much people will spend. And 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 it makes me sick to say that I would spend this kind of money on on this <laughs> on a phone. But but I will say this in its defense, I use this phone a hundred times a day. I mean, yeah. it's always in front of me. I have it on my desk sitting there, and if it's not playing a, a movie because I've got it, you know, while I'm working in the background or I, I've got people texting me, commenting, it's just constantly being used all the time. And I don't use my PC that much, which I have, you know, I spent that much money into, if not more. Um, sure. I don't use my TV or PlayStation that much. So to say to spend $1,000 on something, and granted, I'm not spending $1,000 all at once. I'm It's you know, 24 monthly payments. Yeah. It's over um, two years. But right. Which is, which it's is like the a big car. Thing. Exactly. So yeah, I, it, some people break their phones pretty easily and I'm knocking on all sorts of wood here, but I've never broke my <laughs> phone. Um, I've, I've broken my no. iPad before several times, but the, <laughs> these, the new, the new, the glass on these phones are so unbelievably resilient these days that it's not like you you really have to scratch them. You have to be putting them in really bad spots to, to when, scratch them up real bad. Two, three years ago, when was it? Three years ago? Yeah, I guess that's right. Two thousand fifteen. When I was in Ireland, uh, uh, on an island off the coast of Ireland, I was riding a bike and pulled the wrong. I was I was going too fast downhill, pulled the wrong brake, and threw myself over the handlebars. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, you know. 34 yep. years old, thought maybe I was going to die, and then uh, <laughs> did, did yeah. not die, did not break any bones. And right. um, I shouldn't that's, even be that's saying how, this. That's how I, Dennis I, dies on a bike I, I in Ireland. I started telling this story and then, and then realized that this is, a, this is a very embarrassing story because I had my <laughs> phone in my hand. I was riding a bike with my phone in my hand. Uh, okay. This is why I only had one hand to use the front brake instead of the rear brake on the bike. And, 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 so. Okay, yes. Um, but I didn't break any bones. I didn't die. Um, and also, my phone unscathed. Like, slightly yeah. scratched where it, like, fell out of my hand and hit, it was yep. like a gravel road. Yep. But nothing. I was like, I was like, okay, you know, I'm laying there on the ground. And I'm like, okay, I'm not dead. Yeah, I can still kind of move. <laughs> my my sunglasses are all bent. I'll bet my phone is shattered, and now we're we're not going to have any GPS for the rest of this trip. We were like right. two and a half weeks into a into a five week trip, and yep. uh, and I'm like, oh my no, my my phone is fine. It's not it's totally cracked okay. or or anything. <laughs> like, if if you ever if anyone of our listeners ever ever just want to quickly Google what anything about Apple's glass technology, you will be blown away at the, the immense complexity that goes into the science of what they do to make this glass. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. The chemicals that they invent to make this durable yeah. glass. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason that I, I generally don't put a case on my phone. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate the way the phones are designed and the way that they feel and the way that they mm -hmm. slide in and out of my pocket Me too. and putting a a case on them on on my phone that makes it feel cheap in an yep. effort to keep it nice the way it was designed is just a little too ironic. 
It's, it's, it's exactly like putting plastic, like old moms used to do where grandmas put plastic on their furniture. On, on the furniture and on the carpet. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Now I have, I have a very thin on my, I have an iPhone eight plus it's what is eight plus. It's a big one. Um, mm. and, and I will go out and immediately buy a case for it. But what I buy is like a, a cool, very slim, as slim as it can get to be as tight to the, to the case as, you know, the actual thing if it is nothing big nothing right. big i do not want anything bigger because the, what's the point of getting a small little thin thing if you can't make it thin <laughs> uh and then it has to be something that's personal like mine this one that i've had on here it has the game of thrones like the the house stark type thing on, on the back right of it. right so so that i get but i will i will not do the whole otter box thing the whole mass let's make this phone huge it just makes no sense why people would yeah do i actually like bought one of those otter boxes when i moved back up here and started this house project because i'm like man i'm gonna be moving around i'm gonna be swinging hammers and whatnot i gotta have my phone protected and i put that thing on there and tried to use the screen through the the plastic front of the otter box and i was like no i can't do this Done. i'm gonna i'm gonna carry my phone in my pocket and and it'll be what it'll be and if i'm doing something particularly like risky or whatever i'll set my i'll leave my phone on the table or whatever now that being said i'm not an idiot and i buy the and i definitely have the full coverage insurance extra Mm. on my phone so the the apple care whatever that's called Um, i always go the um i i always also get the glass uh, screen protector. I don't um, get those because I ha- I hate those things. But but I, I can understand why people do. I've I've had some that I like and some that are, the the anchor ones that are glossy are are pretty good. Like I don't generally notice any kind of uh, degradation in re- touch responsiveness. Sometimes things happen and I'm your stuff is kind of hard to hard to tap or slow to react. And I'm like I'll bet that's a screen protector. But I had um, my iPad open on my desk one time and pulled my phone out of the the dock and it slipped out of my hand and the corner of my phone landed on the screen of the iPad. Okay. And I was like, I was like, Oh man, this is like, there was a, there was a crack coming out. From, I'm gesturing with my hand. Like, oh, so yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, there, there's a crack spreading out from that point. And, uh, it was just the screen protector. Like I peeled that screen protector off the screen underneath was super clean. And then I just ordered another one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I, it's yeah, never, I, I've never had the one on my phone crack, but I'm like, if I'm not going to put a case on it, like I got to at least protect the screen, have a layer. Well, the, the, after I read about the, the craziness that makes these, these screens that scratch resistant was, mm. I, that's when I stopped, I stopped sharing sure. them. Cause like, but, sure. the, but yeah, the, the, I do, like I said, I do have the, the insurance so that, you know, cause it does happen. It, you know, it, I understand physics and if it lands on a corner the right way, it, no matter what you put into it, it could break. Um, right. and, and I am not putting an otter box on it. So I pay the extra, what is it? Or it is $10 a month for my own peace of mind that I, yeah, I'm putting an extra twenty two hundred forty dollars into it for insurance. But you know what? I don't have to have that bulky ass case. I can carry it around in my hand, like a normal phone slide in and out of my pocket. And that's, that's worth paying 240 bucks over two years. So right. in my opinion, instead of buying, you know what, instead of buying a $200 case, <laughs> right true, it, that's, true that's terrible but anyway it's out i think i'm gonna i think i might go and actually sit down and talk with the apple people in the apple store and and maybe get an x uh an iphone sex whatever it is you know the, these new things are called um that's it it's my favorite george michael song <laughs> that's right uh and, and it'll be uh i don't think it's i'm gonna go with the the crazy like 256 gigabyte but i 
or sorry, 512 mm. gigabyte, but I think I might get 256. Um, and it, it's, yeah, uh, I'm a little excited my, about it. The, the problem thing I, only right. Have that much. The, only, the only thing I, I think about is, uh, I don't know if they keep telling us like there's 7 trillion processes a second that it can. All right. I'm a developer. No, no one makes things that require that kind of stuff. It's just, That's, it's a measurement. It's like horsepower. Like nobody it's, ever had 5,000 horses pulling something. It's just a metric. Exactly. It's just stupid. But the, uh, <laughs> the there, you know, and, and what we do is we play games from the eighties on our phones, you know, so it's not like it's ever going to need that kind of a power. So me upgrading from what I've got now, which if I was really a smart person, I would just look at this perfect, wonderful, beautiful phone I have in my hand <laughs> with nothing wrong with it and just keep it and just be like fine with it for whatever. It yeah. Is. My, and, and in retrospect, I should have paid more. I should have Googled and saw where they were on their, uh, on their release cycle. But my previous, I had the SE, which is the smaller with the, the, um, iPhone five style, uh, size. It was the phone before the yep. seven, eight and, and X. Yep. And it was getting to where, you know, some games were really slow. Switching between apps to do sharing stuff was real laggy. And uh, I was like, it's it's time. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe next, probably not next week, but in a couple weeks, we can talk about uh, Dragalia Lost, the upcoming Nintendo iOS game that's probably going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. Good luck, Nintendo. Good luck. <laughs> Godspeed. All right, man. I think that's good for us this week. We had yeah, a lot of things I think we have covered here. Helped a helped a couple people, I think. We one did. Or two. We, we we especially those movie people this time. We really were helping those people yeah. save save their if, lives. If you've right. not seen, if you like comic book, if you like comic books or comic book movies, and uh, you've not seen Unbreakable, go watch it. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's got a realistic take on things. Plus, you can watch him uh, lift some awesome stuff and you know Be- weights, bench like press, bench press eight own, billion pounds, whatever it was. So cool. All right, everybody, you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 56? 56. Yeah, 56. Special thanks, as always, to our good friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you like movies and you want to hear updates and predictions mm-hmm. and, and good stuff in entertaining format, uh, check them out, Geek Scholars Movie News. Our website is frontporchpodcast.com. If you go there, you find contact forms and show notes uh i'll link a couple of the youtube videos that we talked about this week um if you've got feedback questions comments topic ideas anything like that you can uh, use those contact forms on the website or you can email us frontporchpod at gmail.com we love hearing from our listeners if you enjoy the show you can subscribe on apple podcasts or spotify or anywhere podcasts are found i think if you find (laughs) one of those sites that we're not on go ahead and shoot us an email let me know i want to get that Get that corrected. Uh, and while you're on any of those sites, if you leave us a good, positive review, that helps us out a lot. Thanks, as always, for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. Night, guys. Night, guys.